Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Wallop and web snappers! My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? It's... It's brickin'. <laughs> to listen to this show, find us on 4iradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Before the uh, before we started recording, <laughs> I was chastising Doug for uh-huh. a bad use of a brick pun, and then I realized... Uh, I was going to have to be the one to answer the spider sense tingling mm-hmm. question and I didn't think of it in advance. So just double down on that. Yeah. According I would to argue Doug, that yours uh, really bricked the bed. Yeah, uh, it really did brick the bed. <laughs> According to Doug on the Lego Masters show that I've never watched, they uh-huh. do bad puns like that all the time. So I feel so I'm in I'm in the right with a bad brick pun that makes no sense and isn't uh... even really a pun whatsoever. <laughs> I said that mine would have been good enough, but uh <laughs> No. <laughs> For reference, everybody, mine was let's brick to it. Yeah. Uh, you be the judge. <laughs> it's brick, brickling, brick, brick, brickling, uh-huh. brickling. It's brickling. Mm-hmm. My spider it's brickling? sense is brickling. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I think we're we're, in the, we're headed in the right direction. It's getting there. It's getting there. I'll, I'll have it. I'll figure it out by the end of the show. Yeah. No, well, I'm um, not calling back to this later. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> It's a, it's an unconventional episode we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so who knows what could happen? Who needs <laughs> rules, right? Yeah. It's in the spirit of, of sort of what we're talking about. Because today we're talking about Lego Spider-Man Vexed by Venom. So we're doing one of the Lego animated specials that we have referenced a number of times, but never really knew when we were going to get to. Well, mm-hmm. we're finally getting to one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Vexed by Venom. Yes. Uh, so that's what we're talking about today. Derek, did you grow up playing with lego yeah but i wasn't like because lego sets they're great but they are a little bit pricey if you want to get the nice mm-hmm. ones so i yeah so i had like old hand-me-down legos yep. um and i would get like occasionally i would get some little sets but it would always be like the cheapest stuff i never i very rarely got like the cool lego like the cool big lego sets if ever honestly i i think yep. i and actually, now that I think about it, the the most like that I actually ever do- dove into like whatever what the major Lego thing was was I did spend my own money and buy a bunch of Bionicle toys for myself. Oh, but, like you and were a I, Bionicle I, gay. I, I was a Bionicle gay. Yeah. Oh, you know what's <laughs> funny? This is just this is the timing of this is hilarious because uh-huh. I very recently over over Christmas when I was at my parents' uh, house a bit, I was kind of going through some of my old like boxes that were still in their basement to transfer it to my place, and I knew that I bought Bionicle stuff. I didn't realize how much Bionicle shit I owned. It actually, like, it kind of threw me off when I opened the box. (laughs) And I was like, is this my stuff for real? Because I remembered buying, like, two or three figures for it, you know? And my mom was like, no, yeah, you bought a lot of Bionicle stuff. And I was like, God. It was was such a quick phase for me, too. Like, But they were, like... like they were I, they were produced with collectability in mind, weren't they? And weren't they relatively inexpensive for Lego? That's the thing. I think that's why I got into them because they were. I feel like the Bionicle thing was like of kind of bridging the gap between like full Lego builder sets and like action figures. Mm-hmm. So it is something that was more priced at an action figure like price range, but you still got like the nice appeal of being able to put it together and build it right and like mm-hmm. combine some of them and stuff like that. And I think that was what the appeal was to me. I always liked Legos as toys, but like, like I said, they were just the the coolest sets were always so expensive that like I never got them as gifts as a kid. 
And by the time I would be old enough to have my own money to pay for them, that just wasn't what I was interested in, you know? Yeah, same. We had, I think we had some like Duplo stuff, just like the kids stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I have no idea where we got it from, like the bigger versions. And then at some point, somebody in my family got like the sort of basic, like just plain bricks set. But yeah, we never had anything cool. Uh, I think the coolest thing we got was like my younger brother eventually I think was getting Lego stuff. I never had any like cool Lego set stuff, but he got like a cool um, like he definitely had a couple Bionicle things, but he had like a cool soccer set that you could actually play like a game of soccer with like it was like a whole huge thing. It was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. But here's the cruel thing. And I don't know who set this up. But I got Lego Magazine, which was basically oh just God. an advertisement for like like new Lego sets. Oh no! And never got any of them because they were all fancy and expensive. So every yeah. month I would just get a catalog of all the Lego things I knew I would never have. Yeah, <laughs> whose God. idea was that? That's cr- truly cruel. <laughs> it's <Wow>. very mean. <laughs> yeah. So I never yeah. had a cool Lego set until well into like adulthood when mm-hmm. I started buying some of the like just simple like vehicle ones because i find them really relaxing to put together sure um and then somebody got me actually a spider-man uh set so not like the spider-man set because i want that but that's too expensive i'm not dropping like 300 400 on that daily bugle yeah that's the thing i i still haven't dove into any lego stuff as an adult even though a lot of them are really appealing to me i think for the reason that it is one of those sort of rabbit hole things that i can definitely see myself falling into in the same way that like I could definitely see myself falling into like Magic the Gathering. I was just going to say Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a thing that is like, it is, it is ending. a money, it is a money sink, right? Like it's a money pit. If you, if it brings you joy, then that's fine. Cause it's oh, totally. worthwhile. But the way I think of it now is like, I already have hobbies. I already have things that I spend money on. That is a thing that if I go into it, I don't trust myself to not go into it very hard. And I really, I don't have the space for that, both like emotionally in my soul and also literally like I don't have the space to have yeah, like cool Lego space. sets all over the place, you know? Because yeah. if I have them, I'm going to want to build them and display them. And I don't have anywhere to That's display That's always them. been my yeah. thing is like once you've finished building it, if you're somebody who collects lego like what do you do with all those sets like yeah i if 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 i had just the daily bugle sure i would display that Mm -hmm. but then like it would be the one lego display i have that's out everything else i just i break apart and put back into its box yeah i don't know (laughs) yeah they're cool they're very cool i wish there was a place that i could go and just like build lego and then leave Oh, that does sound like, nice, doesn't it? Right. Even if, there should be like a bar that just has like a bunch of like that. Actually, that sounds dangerous. No, Lego Cafe. I think. Yeah, Lego Cafe like sounds yeah. like a much better idea than a bar. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get that going. <laughs> Good idea. But uh, in the meantime, we are talking Lego cartoons, uh, which actually has a pretty interesting history. You looked a little bit into. So yeah, I would love to hear more. Sure. the The thing about Lego in film is that there's an incredibly extensive history that I, I, I kind of was sort of aware existed. Didn't really know how deep it goes. There's like a whole documentary just about like brick films and stuff that exists. So like, I'm not, I have no interest in like doing a deep dive on it. This is more just like, if you have, if you know nothing about the the existence of this, there's just like a little broad strokes history of some of the, how, how we're at the point now where we have these like TV and Lego movie specials and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So like basically Lego brick films, like fan-made brick films, what they're called, which are like stop-motion films that are made with Legos. Those things have been made by fans since way back in the 1970s. So, like, that's been a thing for forever that people will just make little stop-motion movies, uh, mm-hmm. short films with Legos. It totally makes sense, right? Because it's totally, like, right for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's the kind of thing where, like, there was a lot of creativity, I think, involved at the time. So even as far back as the 70s, and I guess into the eighties too, like there would be some things that actually did get attention. Like there's a movie called the magic portal that I'm not familiar with, but that was something like that extensively used uh Lego stop motion, like a brick film style hmm. to make the movie and, and was, and was, uh, and was actually like very successful at it. And I think the other one that was really interesting was a music video for the song zap by the UK dance act ethereal, which <laughs> the, 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 oh. I, 
The uh, description for this video is it was an interpretation of scenes from Apocalypse Now adapted to the rave culture of the late 80s. That sounds dope as hell. Sounds amazing. You can find it on YouTube. And yeah, and and it utilizes like actual Lego figures and and Lego Lego, uh, pieces and stuff like that to do it. So people were making like really cool shit with it. And... I think Lego was like increasingly aware of this. I think that there are some points where there would be weird court tangling, like like uh, lawsuits and stuff filed about mm-hmm. it. To, uh, but I think eventually Lego kind of softened up on it, realizing like, <laughs> oh shit, this can actually like help advertise our sets. Uh-huh. Um, especially because I think it kind of exploded in the 90s because it, it's, it became even easier to access like cameras and digital cameras are being invented towards the end of the 90s and everything. So more people are doing it. Lego was like, you know what? fine this is actually good for us given the amount people spend on lego and given the dedication you'd have to have to lego to make a brick film if anybody made money off of a brick film they're probably spending it on more lego anyway so yeah go away lego corporation (laughs) i i think it was less like and again i haven't like watched the brick film documentary so i don't know if they're like individual stories that are interesting but from just like the basic like a Wikipedia type stuff. It, it sounds less like they were going after like the fans so much as they were going after like actual like filmmakers and, and yeah, like, that makes you know, sense. music record labels and stuff that were using it that like probably could have the money to like pay Lego to license yeah, yeah, it yeah. or whatever. Um, Good point. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I'm like thinking I think- more along the lines of, of like the right now where like anybody theoretically can become a content creator and make money off of it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, I I don't think that they were ever like going after just like random the people. little guy. Yeah, the mini figs, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially because it'll be harder to find them back in the day because it wasn't like they were just finding them on YouTube, right? Yeah. Like these would be things that were pat like circulated on tapes in like <gasps> film circles and stuff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so one of the really cool things that Lego did do once they just kind of embraced the brick film thing um, was like. They encouraged it by specifically creating like this Lego Studios line, which was a line that was actually about movie making. So I guess it was kind of this meta thing where it's sort of like, we're going to give you a set that has like, for example, there was like a Steven Spielberg set that was meant to coincide with the Lost World Jurassic Park. So it had like actual like figures of like Spielberg and like crew mm-hmm. members and film equipment, but it also had like sets and dinosaurs. So it's sort of like, See, we like movie making. You can make your own little Lego Jurassic Park movie and pretend that you're you're the minifig Steven Spielberg directing the movie. Um, I get that sense from them now. Like I yeah. get the sense now that Lego is interested in embracing how fans transform their product. So like if there's something that catches on with um like Lego enthusiasts mm-hmm. and they're using them in inventive ways, I think Lego tends to embrace that and tries to like make it easier for folks to pursue that um, by kind of creating their own version or creating something that will like help the process along, which I think is cool. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what's fun about that, like Lego Studio set? Well, I was gonna say what's fun is that it was discontinued. That's not what I would. That's, not, that, <laughs> so that's almost what I said. That's not what I meant. It didn't last super long. It was discontinued in 2003. What I meant to say is what was fun about it is that the very last set that was released was a Lego Spider-Man set that was tying into the ah, Raimi Spider-Man movie. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Much more fun. Yeah, much more fun. So that that is a thing <laughs> that exists, um, and that was the last one that they made in that line. The th- the other thing that that I think uh, ended up sort of bringing us to where we're at now is that you know obviously brick films were stop motion and everything, but like the te- as the technology grew, the more you could have like CGI to kind of augment it, right? Or mm-hmm. just make a CGI movie with just character models based on Lego characters. So uh, by the two thousands, you'd start to see more more like major franchise things. So you'd get like Lego Star Wars: Revenge of the Brick. That was like I think a special feature on the star Wars revenge of the Sith DVD. There's like a, a music video feature on the Monty Python and the Holy grail special edition DVD that was released around the two thousands. So like the way that we have the tie-ins now, you were starting to see that in the two thousands. The only difference was that it wasn't like Lego themselves going to someone to make it. It was like someone else was like getting Lego's permission to make it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the first time Lego was like, okay, if everyone else is just making shit with our, with our style and our figures, why don't yeah. we just like also take advantage <laughs> of that? there a market here (laughs) (laughs) right right so the first time lego themselves actually like 
went and made a partnership with a film studio was in 2003 for the straight-to-DVD release of Bionicle Mask of Light, um, which I have the DVD of. I don't remember much of it. I don't think I liked it very much, but I that uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I changed my mind now. Who knows? I'm not shocked. That's the first thing. I actually was going to say when you, when you were talking about your Bionicles, I was I was gonna posit that that was like the first sort of Lego film TV whatever type stuff they did. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that to be true, so I didn't say it. I would have been right. <laughs> but and it makes sense because the whole thing with Bionicle is that like I I don't I feel like that was probably the first Lego thing that had like really extensive lore and everything intentionally like mm-hmm. prob- probably it's own like Lego universe created specifically like within mm-hmm. itself right yeah Island of Matanui um, and they oh. like. Yeah, and they like went hard on 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 the lore stuff. Like I remember you'd get little comics and stuff with your Bionicle toys. Um, I assume I still have all of those things in that box that I still need to go through. But uh, but yeah, so like Bionicle sort of started off the straight to DVD thing. I think it was pretty successful, and that continued for a long time. I, I think there are other Bionicle movies, but if not, you know, that's oh, how you get your like. I'm pretty sure there are. I think Bionicle was only discontinued. Like I think. I think if you were to look up when Bionicle was discontinued, it might be surprising as to how recent. Like, I don't think it's within the past five years, but I think it's more recent than you might expect. My Bionicle phase was very brief, I think. It was maybe like (laughs) a year or two, and then I was like out. That was gone. Um, But like, yes, I mean, it continued for a while. You know, I I think it's where you start getting seeing your like your Ninjago's and stuff like that. Um, And and it all ends up being kind of a lead up to like the Lego movie in 2014, which is directed, written and directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who worked on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So another Spidey connection um, that is kind of fun. But I do think that like it seems like that movie kind of really sparked an even bigger wave because all of the directed DVD movies before then during that time period was just like specific Lego properties that they were kind of coming up with. And then after the Lego movie is when they really go hard on these like major franchise tie-ins. Yeah. So you start seeing like the Lego star Wars holiday special and the Lego Batman movie and all of these Marvel Lego movies. Like this is the only Spider-Man specific Lego Marvel uh, short movie, but there's like a Lego Avengers one. I think there might be like a couple of other Lego Marvel related ones. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all over the place and they, and I, they have no, I, 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 it doesn't seem like there's any intention on stopping either because I mean, I'm sure kids love them. If you like Legos, I'm sure you're going to love them. They're fun. It's, Why not? I, there's it's a, I, I think the reason it works so well is because the appeal is so wide. Like, I don't think it is just even like kids who like Lego. I think like, because if you think of the video games, like those video games have such a massively yeah. wide appeal. Sure. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, I don't know what it is specifically that, that they do so well. Maybe it is just the strength of their licensing. Maybe, um, yeah. But there's also just, there is like, I didn't mean to belittle being like kids who like Legos. I mean, like, cause there are ma- like massive Lego massive Lego fandom that exists out there. There are tons of people who are, that's why, that's why I was saying like, I could definitely go hard on Lego because I know adults who have gone hard on Lego and that is just like their thing. And I think it's a, it it is a really fun kind of collector Mm -hmm. hobby to have, except I think it's even like more fun than just collecting action figures because you also get to build them and like do stuff with them. You know? Yeah. I only pointed out because I think that is sort of the key as to why all this stuff has such an instant appeal, right? Like the audience, there is no like target demographic. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, if right. you're not into Lego, it's because you specifically aren't into Lego, not because you're not part of a targeted yeah. population. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that Lego is, it's I, again, I'm not super like knowledgeable on Lego stuff because I haven't really seen many of these like movies and I'm not a collector or anything. But the sense that I get is that I think that they are, they seem to be pretty smart about finding like about making different, uh, different like things to appeal to different ages across their wide Mm -hmm. demographic so you can have like stuff like the lego movie and some of those other uh, some of the other ones that they've done are and and probably the star wars lego holiday special too i would say are like aimed at at probably a little bit older audiences never just for adults it's always the things that kids can watch too but it's something that they know a lot of adults are also going to enjoy and then something like this like the vex by venom like it was very specifically based on the spider mech versus venom lego playset. like this is a very specific commercial (laughs) 
special tie-in, <laughs> and you can tell it's it's definitely skews skews to for a for a younger audience. Yeah. There's still kind of the fast-paced humor that you see in a lot of the Lego stuff here, but mm-hmm. it's like this is not made for the same audience that the Lego Movie or the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special was like by a by a wide margin because this one is very specifically made to advertise a specific toy set. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want to watch this with us, it's actually very easy to find because it is on, currently, uh, it is on Netflix and YouTube. So even if you don't have any of the subscription services we're normally talking about, if you've got the internet, you can watch this one. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, Lego Spider-Man Vexed by Venom. The synopsis per IMDb is... Thanks to Green Goblin and Venom, tech theft is now at an all-time high. (laughs) Can our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man put an end to their mysterious villainous scheme before all of New York City is destroyed? Sure. Uh, original air date uh, is, is a little complicated, but no, not really. It's just because this this is one of those cases where it was uh, premiered as a bunch of like five different shorts across Marvel HQ's YouTube. So between July 25th and August 3rd, 2019 is when they are aired in like little five minute installments. And then it aired as a full special on Disney XD on August 3rd. Yeah, you can, you can kind of suspect that that was probably the case if you just watched the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, there's very, <laughs> very clear little like yeah. act breaks in the middle. Yeah. Um, this was written by Eugene Sohn or Son. I'm actually not sure, uh, but he has written on a bunch of uh, kind of your contemporary uh, like, uh, kids shows from around when this came out. So he's worked on Ultimate Spider-Man, Hulk and the Agents of Smash, Avengers Assemble, Iron Man Armored Adventures, Star Wars Resistance, Power Rangers Samurai, and various Ben 10s. This was directed by Ken Cunningham and Andrew Duncan. Uh, Cunningham has directed a number of Lego short films, uh, including Lego Star Wars Holiday Special that I mentioned. He also did the Lego Jurassic World Legend of Isla Nubar and uh, also the Lego Avengers. Duncan, meanwhile, uh, he he did work with Cunningham on that Lego Jurassic World um, special, but he's also worked on the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs TV series, which is another Lord and Miller connection mm-hmm. that we're mentioning here, funny enough. Uh, he's worked on various Monster High films. And then the earliest that you could have worked on a CGI like animated thing, yeah. he did one episode of Reboot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. And these are folks that we haven't really talked about because they seem to be in sort of a more specific slice of children and family entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we've ever brought up Monster High films before. (laughs) No, no. I do think it's interesting because I do have to, I do wonder, like, it's got to be even, even when, when you're, when you're still working in like CG, you know, animated stuff, even if you have experience with that, I feel like a Lego CG thing is very different than just most other ones. Yeah. Because the rules of the world are so different in a Lego thing. Well, especially now, I mean, there's there, I think there's pros and cons to being in it right now, right? Like. Some of the big pros to being in it right now is that Lego now has its own established sense of humor and its own established sort of like rules of the world. So I think the figuring out of some of that stuff is maybe like sort of set, you know, you you have people you can sort of guide you or you have like benchmarks already set. Um, But like Lego animation has gotten so good and it's not just it's not just CGI animation that looks like Lego anymore. It is like specifically to the point where it's trying to not fully, but at least a little bit mimic stop motion. Like if you think of the Lego movie, Mm -hmm. um, it's clearly meant to look like stop motion uh, to a degree. And I think, you know, even just the one that we're watching today, this vexed by Venom, vexed by, oh my God. It's going to happen a lot. I know this vexed by Venom (laughs) short. um, It, incorporates more of that stop motion vibe than like the first Avengers uh, short, which I watched a little bit of just to see like how it had come along. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's, yeah, I think it's probably difficult because you do have to follow certain rules and there's certain like uh, physics and things you have to sort of figure out, you know, when everything's built by Lego brick. Um, yeah. But I imagine their, their toolbox is a lot heftier than it was uh, even just like five years ago. Makes sense. Or whenever whenever Lego movie came out, 2013. God, no, it's wait. 2014. That movie's almost 10 years old. Ew, no. That's wild because that movie like blew my mind and everybody else's. Like- oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Did, I think we saw that one together, didn't we? I, I don't sure know. I'm sure we did. I think we did. 
pretty sure we did. <laughs> I was just trying to, as we were talking about this. I was trying to remember where when I saw that. And yeah, because I had no memory. We saw it in that one theater that has like all the trees and stuff on the inside of it. Oh, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I missed that theater. I, yeah. I, I almost said I did too, but I I do too. But I almost right. went in You can there miss once. it from one visit. It was a nice. It was a really <laughs> nice theater. Yeah. It was. It's very different. It's like a. It's a. Uh, it's a theater meant for eating so you're sitting at sort of like counters kind of um but it also has like all of its rooms all of its like individual theaters are themed after different movies and stuff so i don't remember what ours was maybe like indiana jones or something but there's like a wizard of oz theater and a star wars theater and stuff like that so that's so cool well this short uh features just like half a dozen voice actors, but it's really like an all-star cast of like who's who in modern Spider-Man cartoons, um, even going all the way back to like the year 2000. <laughs> so it's very cool. Um, our <laughs> Spider-Man slash Peter Parker and brief Doc Ock uh, appearance. I was wondering who did Doc mm-hmm, Ock. <laughs> yeah. Are voiced by Robbie Damon, uh, who we know as Spider-Man and Peter in the 2017 anime series. Uh, and that, this is how every one of these credits is going to go is we know as this person in this Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool. So we also get Venom, who is voiced by Ben Pronsky, who is the voice of Eddie and Venom in the 2017 animated series. Uh, we get a Green Goblin voiced by Josh Keaton, who we know very well as Spider-Man in the spectacular Spider-Man and also Norman Osborn in the 2017 animated series. Mm-hmm. We get a Gwen Stacy and a Ghost Spider in this voiced by Laura Bailey. Also, Gwen Stacy in the 2017 animated series and Mary Jane Watson in the uh-huh. Insomniac video games. <laughs> we get Mary Jane Watson, voiced by Tara Strong, who is a legend, but also voices Mary Jane in Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> and then a science teacher, voiced by Jennifer Hale, who is Felicia Hardy and Black Cat in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and Lady Vermin in Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah. So, like, even the bit role, like, even the smallest, it's smallest incredible. role is by a Spider-Man cartoon legend. That's one of the things that like feels intentional, right? Because like Jennifer Hale has, I mean, I know voice actors don't get paid as much as they should, but I feel Never. like out of, out of all of them, Jennifer Hale has done so many major projects that I feel like she's probably in a higher pay grade than a lot of other ones would. So the fact that they are, you know, so the fact that they mm-hmm. still sought her out, I feel like was intentional to get as many uh, Spider-Man veterans in this as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a bummer though. I mean, this this cast is incredible. No complaints about this cast. But there, um, J. Jonah Jameson appears in the One Avengers short that I watched some of, and he was voiced by J.K. Simmons. No so, way! Yeah, so it's such a bummer <laughs> that he's not in this one and isn't voiced by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really impressive who they managed to get for for some of these. For sure. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into what this short actually is. So this special opens with a Roxxon scientist handing off a sciency doodad, some sort of thing, to two security agents and saying very seriously, gentlemen, you must transfer this key token to our off-site security vault. And then we get the title screen. Not before uh, <laughs> the people who are transferring it, their, their secret lingo is the diaper is in the hamper time to change the baby <laughs> yeah because they're in like a this is this is lego humor they're in like a a lego truck and they just like slap a new sign over the old sign and it's like a stork with a baby in it like it's just they sure. just take a lego piece out of nowhere and smack it on the truck it's great <laughs> so shortly after this venom and green goblin attack Attack the truck that's carrying the key token uh, and Spider-Man who has been just like cruising around on a cool Spidey motorcycle. He almost runs over a baby at one point. Not a great introduction. <laughs> Nobody's got a cool motorcycle that you can go out and buy right now. Uh, look, you know what? The thing I would not want Spider-Man to have a motorcycle in any iteration except for the Lego Spider-Man because yeah. the whole point of all of these is to give the characters cool, weird gadgets for you to build. So oh, sure, he's yeah. got a motorcycle and it gets destroyed very quickly anyways. Yeah. So and he jokes about how like he saw Captain America have one and now he gets it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so he arrives on his cool motorcycle to stop him. Um, you know, they fight, but he's overpowered pretty quickly and the motorcycle is destroyed, like I said. So. We get a cool sort of like I mean, this is very this is a very common reference, but it's cool every single time. Uh and I don't even know if <laughs> I don't even know if everybody who does it knows it's what it's the reference to, but like a cool like Akira slide on his motorcycle. Yeah! <laughs> I love it. If you have a cool motorcycle moment and you're not doing an Akira slide, like what are you even doing? 
Oh, dude. I love it when it's not even with a motorcycle. My favorite one, my favorite Akira reference I've ever seen is in Steven Universe, and it's with Lion. <laughs> Lion does yes. the Akira slide. It's yes. so fucking cool. It's one of the coolest things that anyone's ever done in any movie. So, like, yeah. it it should it, it set a standard, and all of us need to adhere. <laughs> like, it's fantastic. You know? Yes. It's, it's a well, rule. <laughs> with the opportunity right in front of them, uh, Venom decides to destroy Spider-Man, of course. Uh, but Goblin actually stops him, saying that they need to stick to their plan. And if they follow through on their plan, which is to destroy the city, they will ultimately destroy Spider-Man. Destroy the city, destroy Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so the two villains bounce uh, and, and leave Spider-Man alone, essentially. And naturally, Spider-Man's like, okay, well, I'll follow you then. <laughs> And he does. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually need the motorcycle to go places. Like that's not even my trademark thing. So yeah, you guys should know this actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I have a question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. cause we always, and this might be a thing where it's sort of like, there's no, and there's, there's no answer to this. Um, we always kind of check in on like whenever we're doing a new show, like how do you like the designs of the characters? No, I think it's worth it for this, especially. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of interesting because it's sort of like, I don't know. They look like spider. It's looks like Spider-Man, but it's a Lego, but I do think that there's really, clever choices they make like i really like with venom i love his like lego piece tendrils that he has Mm -hmm. it's so fun so what's really cool and and one thing i really love so some of my favorite video games like just from a pure enjoyment standpoint are marvel lego superhero video games i think they're incredibly fun and satisfying even though they're not necessarily especially challenging or deep or anything like they're just satisfying and mm-hmm. what they do with Venom in this is something they do in the game, or at least some of the games, where he, like, has two different designs. One is, like, a smaller one with, like, tendrils, and one is, like, a bigger, beefier, Hulk-sized one. And the fact that he changes in this short between the two, I was really enamored with because it's the thing you can do in the game to, like, change no, him between power what? sets. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> so if you need him to be big and strong, you can, like, bulk him up. Um or you can have him be sort of like faster and be the slimmed down tenderly version. Oh, I love that. That's so yeah. cool. So that was really cool. They did it here. And also like Spider-Man's design isn't consistent across all these shorts. So there actually is like a little bit of stuff to talk about here. Okay. One of the, one of the Avenger, th- that Avenger short that I'm going to keep referencing that I watched, I believe had like Drake Bell as the voice, Ugh. but uh, <laughs> I mean, he's good at it, but we'll get to it when we talk about that show. Um, but his design's very different, much bigger eyes, um, different like suit emblem and stuff. I actually like this suit that they give Spider-Man because it has smaller eyes. It has like this sort of blue border that I think is um, blue border and a logo that I think is very much meant to be a reference to what the comics were at that time where he yeah. had that like glowing emblem and the sort of glowing eyes. Yep. Uh, and it translates really well, I think, to this this uh, style. It looks really good. Yeah, I like it yeah. a lot. So... A lot more than people probably expected me to have to say about the style of Lego <laughs> superheroes, cool, but I, I think they're making cool choices. Mm-hmm. I like classic Green Goblin, too. They, mm-hmm. don't, they don't do yeah. anything really wild with him, and I think it works. Yep, absolutely. That's one of the things that's cool about Lego is like even if they're going to make very specific detailed references, like you're always going to get classic versions of the characters unless it's specifically based on like the MCU, you know? Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular enough patrons, Bo, Eric, Steve, Carl, Katie, Mike, Lillian, and Douglas. If you would like to support our show too, our way of saying thanks is by giving you lots of cool Spidey goodies. You'll have early access to all our episodes, including our AMAs, where we answer your burning questions about anything and everything. And we mean everything. If you join us at our $5 spectacular level, you get to hear us let loose and talk about wackier stuff in our After Dark commentaries or our movie commentaries where we watch every single Spidey-related theatrical film from the Raimi films to Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Verse, Venom, Avengers Endgame, and more. And at our amazing tier, we'll invite you to be a guest on our show. That's right, you. You all make our show better, whether it's by sending us Word Snappers words, making us fan art, joining our Discord community, or just listening to us every week. This is our way of saying thank you for supporting this show and inspiring us to dip into media even we didn't realize was on our radar. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate you. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. Yeah, so Gobby and Venom dip into an underground lair 
where goblins explaining that they need the second key token in order to uh, ultimately overload a power plant, which will destroy the city. No big deal. This plan uh, does not matter. <laughs> oh God, no! Are you kidding I mean, me? It's so funny to like listen to them discuss it after you know how it all goes down. <laughs> I I also love that Green Goblin is just solely a plot device in this special he's Will, like yeah he's just a plot device he's there for his like tech and that's it and well, <laughs> i was so surprised he was even in it because the title of the short is purely about venom so i was like oh mm-hmm. they're both in here interesting not really yeah. <laughs> nope because you know really in it <laughs> right because spidey you know like we said is following them so he shows up Goblin hops on his glider to fight, uh, but Venom's like, I don't really need Green Goblin for this. He just explained this to me, and it's a very simple plan. So (laughs) I'm just going to use his technology and go and (laughs) do this on my own. So he dips out. And which means that it's just Spidey versus Green Goblin and Spidey defeats him pretty easily Mm -hmm. and Goblin's delivered to the police. So Goblin's out of the picture for the rest of this episode. Yeah, I really was expecting him to come back, and he does not. No. It really is about Venom. And one thing that's interesting about this short is, like, it operates under the rule that Venom is more powerful than Spider-Man, and Spider-Man cannot defeat him alone. Like, when it's just Goblin versus Spider-Man, Spider-Man has really no problem. And then from here on out, he struggles pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's, It's really interesting. Yeah, it's fun. And like the only other reason that Goblin was there at all is just so that his lab could exist. And Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, since he knows where the lab is, is like, well, this is mine now. Yeah, I think I'll take this. It's (laughs) wild and weird. It's a thing that only makes sense in like a one-off Lego special because it's like otherwise it's like, what? (laughs) I guess I honestly I could see. 2017 doing something like that. I was going to say, I think 2017 could pull that off. Maybe not where we're at, where we're like halfway through one season, but I think it's the type of thing that a show with that tone could do. Right. Because that show is interested in the same thing that this show is interested in, which is make sure Peter Parker has the resources to make gadgets. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, if it's going to be Lego, they need to be able to build cool stuff. Right, right. And this does give an excuse for Spider-Man to like build his own mech. So, Oh you know. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the next day Peter Parker gets in trouble during his science class when he's caught watching videos of his own fight with green goblins, so silly. which this is, this is a perfect example of something that is like very much on the Lego side of things. Like it doesn't necessarily feel like something Peter Parker would no. do, but it's, this it is... fits so perfectly in with like the, the sort of self-referential, yeah. Uh, stuff that Lego loves to do. Yeah, this Peter personality is is like barely a Peter Parker. He's no, like it's purely a Lego protagonist personality. Yeah, he's, he's a he's like a cool slacker kid. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, a cool thing though that we get here is that we get both Gwen and Mary Jane, and because it's a short, they just both get to exist as people in Peter's social circle, as opposed to like any sort of you know, tension or romantic interest or love triangle or anything like that. Like they're just there. They're just characters and they're really the only supporting cast. So it's kind of neat, but they, they actually after class are like, Hey Peter, we're going to this renewable energy lab to get ideas for our science project because essentially the teacher's like build something very cool and state of the art and very high tech, which, okay, I guess so. I think they're in high school, but sure. Jeez. <laughs> I guess this is Horizon Academy. And just the, I mean, the the parameters of that are just <laughs> like, what does that, that could be anything. Yeah. Is there a rubric here? Is the rubric just high tech? <laughs> Sweet. All right. Um, but he ends up declining because he knows that he has this spidey, this, you know, lab that he wants to play with. Um and uh, and turns them down for that. So he's like, I'm going to go back to my lab. I'm going to check it out, see what I can do with it. Yeah. He's going back to the Spidey Rainbow Happy Lab. Yes. I wish he had kept that name. Spidey Lab is nowhere near as cool. Yeah, it's so boring. But oh well. But it does have a lot of cool stuff in it because he uh, uses his encryption spiders to yeah, hack, encryption spiders. hack into Goblin's supercomputer. Cool. And he ends up like, I love that he's like, I'm going to use this lab to work on my science project. But 
everything that he makes are just like Spider-Man weapons with Spider-Man branding on it. Like Uh even if, even if it worked, which it is, it's a fun, he even calls it out. He's going to do a retro music video montage. (laughs) So we see a whole bunch of him like playing with gadgets and making guns and jet packs and shit. And it's like literally nothing that you're making, even if they worked would have ever worked for your science project. But all right, dude, (laughs) you know what I love about this? A bunch of those scenes in that montage are just Iron Man movie references. That's so true. Like they're literally just recreating moments from Iron Man one where he's trying to figure out how to make his suit like complete with the robotic like arm. That's like, right. Like... That didn't even, that didn't even clock with me. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause he makes a jetpack and ends up like flying around the lab, beating the shit out of himself. Just like Iron Man does with his first prototype suit. <laughs> wow. Talk about Iron Man junior. Am I right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Fun stuff, but yeah, uh, he he makes like zero progress. <laughs> and shocking. Uh, but he, what he does do is actually uh, identify a lead on Venom's location. That location being that he's attacking Roxon, which just happens to be the renewable energy lab Gwen and Mary Jane are touring. In the comics, isn't Roxon just like Exxon? Like, isn't it just like not? It's not renewable energy, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I don't know what the state of Roxxon is, but yeah, that's all the impression I always got, right? Is it was just like a bad energy company. Like yeah, it was like I, a bad corporation. Right. In this in this case, they're like, so good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they're working on renewable energy. Also, not that this is a story that cares about literally anything narratively, but like sure. the first key token was at a Roxxon building. So is this a different Roxxon building? Oh, yeah. I'm very... Er- <laughs> I mean, it uh, could be. I do believe that, like, in the video game, aren't there multiple Roxxon labs across New York City? Yeah. Yeah. Multiple evil Roxxon labs uh-huh. that Miles has to t- destroy the uh, energy <laughs> bomb things of yeah. because it's an evil because uh-huh. it's bad. Yeah. Because Roxxon bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> There's <laughs> well, a key that's... token there. <laughs> I guess I do like the, the scene when the side when like we, we just see the side just working oh on God. stuff and, and they're just like, what is uh So what, uh, what does this machine do? And the other side is like, eh, it looks good for the tour groups who come in. I love that so much. That's, that's probably my favorite joke of the whole, of the it's whole special. Very funny. I, I really wanted the special to be funnier than it was. And it should have been. Lego is funny. Lego is really, really funny. And there are jokes in this that are very funny that are like your your kind of trademark textbook, like just real quick little Mm -hmm. jokes that you could blink in and you miss it jokes um, that are that land really well like that one. There just aren't very many of them. They're they're very kind of far and few in between. There's always like your very kind of wacky, whimsical, like fun, like vibe to it all. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of it really is just like action, which is still cool. But I just really expected a lot more comedy in it. I'm just surprised because they do they do a lot of Lego humor in um, in like the the sort of extra cast, like just the the literal extras, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very Lego thing, like especially in the video games. Like there are just people doing and saying weird things that are NPCs, right? But what's missing is like the humor of the main cast, which in, yeah. a, in a Lego video game or a Lego movie or something, like the main cast is just as funny, if not funnier than the average guy on the street, you know? That's true, yeah. So it's so, it's so strange to me that they didn't really... I mean, I guess Peter Parker gets to do it, but... No one I else. Mean, Venom. Venom could have been hilarious. Yeah, and like, he gets like a couple jokes. He's pretty <laughs> much not a even, real threat. Yeah, <laughs> he's a real threat, and he's his jokes are not made as jokes. They're pointed out as jokes by other people. You know. Yeah. Like he he says everything sincerely. Gwen is super serious. Mary Jane really doesn't get anything to do. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> such a bummer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know they only have twenty two minutes, but I was so excited she was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's sort of baffling. Like, because I, I don't know, it, it just seemed like it was it could have been not that it's easy to just write comedy, but like these are also but there characters. is a brand of Lego humor that they are building upon. You know, and these are well known so. characters that it would be very easy to sort of parody. And yeah. and again, there are bits that work. Like Spider Man is often you know has some funny little quips. I like I didn't even mention it, but like when he's uh, touring Goblin's lab and he gets excited over like a rotary phone in it. <laughs> yeah. And he like yep. 3D prints a little figure of himself and is mm-hmm. just holding the figure for like a while after that. It's really <laughs> yeah. cute. Yeah. But it's good when it's good. I just wish there was more. Yeah. The humor in here is good. There's just, yeah, there's not enough. 
Well, just as Venom finds the second key token at this Roxxon lab where Gwen and Mary Jane are, Spider-Man arrives in a new creation, a big old spider robot, which I'm pretty sure only has six legs, sure. but Lego mo- like models are hard, so yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's going by the rules of the 67 Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a reference. Spider, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a reference. <laughs> um, and it's very cool. I would like that set. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a fun one to build yeah, uh, for neat. sure. And so he battles Venom in this, uh, on the side of the Roxxon building, actually. Uh, but unfortunately, their battle gets too rough because Venom big and Spider-Man in a robot. Uh, mm-hmm. And they actually just start beginning to break the building in a way that makes a lot of sense for a Lego environment. <laughs> yeah. It just starts cracking in half. <laughs> yeah. A-, a couple of things. Another funny, one of, the, one of the only funny things that Venom does get to do, again, it's not a really a funny venom line it's a funny response but venom does like that at this point very cliche can spider-man come out and play and mm-hmm. spider-man just says um no <laughs> <laughs> like that's a valid answer to that mm-hmm. question <laughs> yeah no thank you <laughs> but um but on the other end a thing i think is really cool i think it's just the simplicity of like seeing the very typical spider-man scene of a bunch of debris is falling on a crowd below and spider-man has to catch it with web but just seeing that with just lego bricks is there's something just so cool about that it's fun it's fun it's you know i think they've hit a sweet spot where not everything in a lego uh environment has to be obviously lego and this is something really really apparent in the video games nowadays Mm -hmm. but they strike such a perfect balance between okay we're gonna make this stuff look cool and sort of like real and not necessarily lego but we're not gonna forget that just simply being Lego is part of the humor and part of the like inventiveness. Uh, and so, yeah, it makes so much sense that it's just like a two by four, you know, Lego brick that's falling onto them. Like it's perfect when the rest yeah. of the building just looks like a flat surface, you know, you're not seeing right. Lego seams or anything like, or the glass doesn't look like a Lego panel or anything like right. that. Mm hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's really, it's really cool. And, and what else is cool is like, I wasn't really sure what to expect here with, Gwen being in this show looking like a version of, you know, Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, but we do get it here mm-hmm. because as the building is like falling apart, Gwen is like, somebody needs to help. And I guess that somebody is me. And you see her help people in the building and save everybody and get everybody out and pick up something that is presumably too big for her to pick up. So you're like, oh, wait a second. You're like super powered Gwen, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which ends up being confirmed in just a little bit. I was very excited. I was wondering, like, are they going to try to shove in like an origin story for her or something? Oh no, she's nah. just nope. She she already got it. Spider Man yeah. just happens to not know her for some reason. Yeah, because she's wearing like her clothes. First off, Lego clothes are also ugly because they're just painted on bodies. Mm-hmm. But right. like when you can wrap your head around what their clothes are supposed to look like, she's like wearing cool like Spider Gwen style like punk rock <laughs> stuff with a spider logo on her shirt. It's so and funny. she has like the. The like pink tips in her blonde hair. So I was like, you look like you should have powers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's cool that they did it. Yeah. So yeah, Gwen decides to lend a hand. She's helping folks get out of the building. Spider-Man breaks away from his battle with Venom to uh, prevent people from getting crushed. Like I mentioned before, he tries to patch up the building with his web, but, uh, because they're all busy saving people, Venom's allowed uh, able to grab that second key token and skedaddle. Classic. I look key token doesn't even mean anything. No. Like no. when we say these things aren't anything, they're not anything. It's like it's a little a, T piece. Yeah, it's a little it's... T piece. Like it looks like what you would put uh like if you're if you're building with Lego, it looks like what you would use to make like a handle of a mach- of like a little machine that you like push down or something. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lever. <laughs> it's not yeah. anything at all. It's so funny. It doesn't even look like a key or a token. Nope. <laughs> well, after a moment of calm, Ghost Spider not Gwen, Ghost Spider, uh, arrives outside of Roxxon and after some awkward introductions because in this story, she and Spider-Man have not met yet, <laughs> which I mm-hmm. thought was cool. Yeah. I, I would have expected if she existed, they would have known about each other, but they don't. Um, so they get some awkward introductions in there uh, mm-hmm. and then work on fixing the building further, which they do, seemingly. We don't really get anything else on this so, building, so I guess they succeed. Add um, some webs, and I guess it's all fine. Yeah, uh, it's why a Lego. Not? It's a Lego world. They just <laughs> attach the bricks to it. And yeah, it's all exactly. <laughs> um, and then ultimately, this is this is strange. Um, uh-huh. And and 
Not a reference? Well, let's see. This came out in 2019, right? Yeah. When did Captain Marvel come out? Was it 2019? <laughs> yeah, because Endgame came out in 2019. Yeah. So, so I don't know uh, if this is meant to be a reference to that for literally no reason because there's no connection here. But Spider or I almost said Spider Gwen. It's so it's so programmed into my brain. Yeah. Ghost Spider gives Spider Man a pager in case he needs help and then flies off, which is so weird. And they make jokes about it being outdated from technology a, but like long lost era of the 1980s <laughs> which is funny but like why does gwen stacy have a pager for know. spider-man <laughs> maybe i, mean, I guess a, maybe it that was straightforward a, than like i can't give you my cell phone number because you'll figure out who i am but like maybe that's a toy in the mech the spider mech set as a pager i don't think so why? i don't know <laughs> why also Unless she Captain also marvel's has, part of that set which i doubt no <laughs> she also has a glider. I don't think you mentioned when yeah. she flies off, she literally flies off on her own. It's like her own uh-huh. version of like a goblin glider, just yeah, like painted like, in her colors. It's like a snowboard style glider, you know, yeah. like she's riding it around like a flying skateboard as opposed to, sure. you know, whatever goblins orientation is when yeah. he flies around. Yeah. It's just, I mean, again, this is a Lego thing, so they're going to have little gadgets. It's just funny. Cause it's just no fanfare. Gwen just has a glider. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Bye. Yeah. Everybody's got to have something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so later back at Spidey's lab, uh, Peter tries to figure out which Roxxon location Venom and Green Goblin were targeting originally. Uh, and he gets a call from Gwen and she kind of tips him off to the fact that Roxxon is building clean new energy platforms just outside the city. Huh. So I guess it's going to be one of those. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Because it turns out to be great. It's perfect. Because uh, Venom arrives at one of the one of the platforms. And it is like, it's like... I mean, it's basically just like what an oil platform looks like. Yeah. They just call it a renewable energy platform somehow. And it I has think like it, big orange and purple pistons on the side instead of like big drills. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's out in the water. It's This is where the final set piece is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the water looks really good, too. Like The I water looks great when it's not a wide shot. But I was surprised mm-hmm. at how good it does look when it's like a, a tighter shot. Yeah, yeah. Really surprised. Yeah. Cause this, it's not like Lego water. It's like trying to be photorealistic. So yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Venom gets there. He inserts the two key tokens and with the help of a pumpkin bomb robot. It's pretty cool. The, Don't know where cool. it comes, comes from, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, he uh, sets the power plant in motion to overload all of New York city, blow everything up. Yeah. So as the city begins to fall into chaos, I guess it's just like, I guess they're just doing the like shut down the power to, New York City thing that we saw in like the the sixties show, <laughs> yeah. Except shut it down, but then also blow it up too. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like oh yeah, they're like overloading it. They keep saying they're overloading it, but really everything seems to just be shutting down. I don't know. The city falls into chaos, of course, because no power in New York City. And Spider Man arrives, of course, because something's going on. And this time he arrives in another new Lego uh, gadget, <laughs> some sort of spider mech. This is the one that this short is actually meant to advertise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it looks sort cool. of like a, a Spider-Man version of like a Hulkbuster kind of. Sure. Um, and this is his new plan to stop Venom. Um, Venom, though, is like focused on Goblin's reminder of destroying the city destroying spider-man you know one will lead to the other but venom is also not green goblin and so he is very easily uh goaded into battle because spider-man's like you could just beat me up right now because i'm right here and venom's like yeah okay let's do that (laughs) yeah yep 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 so they they both kind of the two clash once again um he's unable to penetrate the spider mech uh because it's awesome so venom's like i'm gonna get one of my own then and I love this. He uses his symbiote to like transform a Roxxon exosuit into his own like Venom mech that I think looks hella cool. Yeah, it it's has got, like a Venom face on the front. Yeah, like a, like a big, big gaping mouth in the middle yeah. of it. It's so like cool. Like a maw. Yeah. It's, it's it looks like a, cool... a Transformer more than it does like mm. uh, or like it looks it looks like a Transformer that you can still see the animal components of like yeah. specifically an animal tra- like a Beast Beast Wars type right transformer right yeah no absolutely does it's very cool and so we get like a mecha battle which it's you know when i when we started the spider-man podcast i did not anticipate the number of like mech (laughs) battles that we were gonna get seriously it keeps happening (laughs) 
Yeah, it's wild. Not a thing I would have expected. <laughs> no, nope. there's like there's so many things that this show has sort of opened my eyes to. One of them is that my my idea of Spider-Man not using a lot of gadgets was like based on a very small slice of familiarity with the property, right? Mm-hmm. The other one is Spider-Man apparently is very into mech battles. I love it. <laughs> the thing so I funny. never knew. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool mech battle. Spider-Man's having trouble with it cuz I mean, Venom's already strong enough. Venom and a robot. Uh, that's impossible. So mm-hmm. he uh, quickly activates Ghost Spider's pager before Venom rips his mech's arms off. And Spidey's Ooh. like, like, oh, no, this is my favorite arm. <laughs> that was my other favorite arm. <laughs> and uh, Ghost Spider arrives on her glider again, blasts Venom's mech's legs off. So Good God, that's yeah. much worse because presumably that mech is like covered in the symbiote, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like part partially alive. Yeah. <gasps> It's like a cyborg. It's like a Terminator where it's like a robot endoskeleton covered in like living, living yeah. flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew that Spider-Man was also so inspired by Terminator? Yeah, I know. Right? This is now multiple Terminator references as well. Yeah. So Spidey uh, tells Ghost Spider to keep Venom busy while he attempts to shut down the generator and save the city. I love how excited she is that she's been delegated to keeping Venom busy. She's yeah. like, oh, I get to take on Venom. Yeah. <laughs> and she does. I mean, she's distracting this legless Venom, which isn't actually too tough because I guess without his legs, he's just sort of fucked. Yeah. Then <laughs> get out fine. of your suit, dude, and fight her like normal, which you think you're better at. <laughs> no, no. He has a cool mech. He's not giving it up that easily. So she's distracting him and Spider-Man is able to focus on a plan, which is like a revelation to him, but it's literally just... Oh, wait, what if we take the key tokens out? I just, the work that they do to lead up to that is a revelation. And it's a thing where if it was played as a joke, I would love it, but it's not. It's played like dramatically. Which like, is what do I do? so weird wait, because it's the perfect uh, yeah. Lego joke. I know. It's for like, it wait, to just be so obvious. To stop the overload, I have to, I have to stop the machine causing the overload. And to do that, I have to turn it off. It's like, yeah, what? Yes. Yes. If I was a five-year-old watching this, I would have come to this conclusion before you did. Right. It's so funny because like it it could have been so they've already established Peter as kind of like a, a doofus slacker, right? So like, why not just have Gwen be the one to tell him that and make it a joke? I don't it's so it's so weird. Yeah. Missed opportunity for sure. <laughs> really? It's it's funny too, because like, you know, I, I don't have high expectations for these Lego shorts. Like they are sure. just long commercials, right? But yeah. they do establish within a rule set of their own. And I feel like this one's not even following its own its own sort of like rules of comedy. <laughs> it's very yeah. strange. You'd think they'd at least have that. <laughs> for sure. Yep. <laughs> so I mean he does that. I mean he he says, Hey Ghost Spider, can you help me out? She's like, sure, this guy has no legs. Um and so she just leaves Venom alone, basically, and they turn the keys and huzzah, it worked. The city is saved. Uh but the platform still explodes, I guess, and blasts Venom into the water. Which means he's gone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's like, oh, it looks like Venom escaped. It's like, I mean, I, he's yeah. literally right there, you guys. <laughs> Look, they wrote this on a weekend. It's like it, they sure it, did. <laughs> they sure did. This, 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 this is like first or second draft television. It's fine. It's and it, a commercial, yeah, it, and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't need to be much more. It really is a commercial. Um, but it's. <laughs> It's like, it's yeah. hard to turn it entirely off, Derek. It's hard. <laughs> I know. Well, Especially because we're mean, so good. I feel like we're very good at, at critiquing based on a, a, a property's like established goals. <laughs> and I yeah. guess if the goal is just to sell the toys, it succeeds. But it is also still a Lego property, and I feel like they've right. done better than this. <laughs> we've, seen the, we've seen really good Lego shorts, and it's not like this is like baby uh, it's not aimed at literal babies. Like this right. is, this is something that could be marketable to multiple age groups mm-hmm. and doesn't seem to be aimed at like young, young audiences, but also isn't really smart enough for anything older either. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> so it's, it's weird, but whatever, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. There's not much left in the episode. Basically we go back to school uh, and Peter realized that he never actually finished a science project, which we clearly knew he hadn't done. Um, and so he sticks two table legs together and calls it a replica of like a clean energy source. And of course the teacher's like, those are table legs. 
and gives him 22 and a half years of detention. Where did that number come from? I don't from? know. Like, That's not a reference, is it? Like, what is that? What's 22 and a half so. years? It's like they, I guess they thought it's a funny number because it's vague-ish, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's he does say like, it's out. oddly specific and he's right. It is oddly specific. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ultimately ends with him, uh, you know, once again, turning down plans with, MJ and Gwen, but this time because he has attention to get to, he never actually gets there though because he sees Doc Ock in the distance and whips off. Cool. Is yeah, yeah, cute. it's yeah. cute. <laughs> it's all cute. Yeah, it's cute. cute. Cute toy commercial. The other cute thing I like is uh, it's hard to do like faces the episode with a Lego thing because they're like they're all painted faces, or whatever. Yeah, there's but- like a pretty standard set, and then on top of that, you have characters in masks that don't have full faces yeah <laughs> like they're only but so expressive i just like the image of spidey on his treadmill in like sweatbands mm-hmm. on in his full spidey costume sweatbands not- that clearly belong to goblin because they're like slime green, green. yeah but it's just funny because like this is a thing where a peter parker model exists but they still chose it to be spider-man with the sweatbands uh-huh. which makes it very funny i so, love it i think it's cute cute is the word that i have for this it's cute Toys are cool. <laughs> it's cute. The toys are cool. It made me want some of them, so it succeeds at what it set out to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not a, it's not a good story, but it's not it's not completely incomprehensible. It's just it's a silly story that they didn't need to build stakes into. Yep. Uh, and I want I want to buy things now. So good job. Uh, <laughs> yep. I just wish and, just wish it was the, funnier. I wish it was funnier. The animation is good. I mean, when it comes oh, to yeah. when it comes to the characters, the actual animation of the characters, it's it's very impressive for what I'm sure is not a big budget. Um, the environments aren't great, but they don't really care. You know what yeah. they're focusing on most of the time is the um, the character models, which are textured and have a little bit of that stop motion to them more than I would have expected or, or realized. And one thing that's interesting about any sort of Lego animation. I think a Lego animation is more successful when it pulls off rigidity in a way that other cartoons should not, you know, mm-hmm. like Lego animation should be a little bit more wooden and like something like, uh, I don't know, like any other cartoon right now that CG should not be. But I think yeah. they pull off the perfect balance of like rigidity where everything feels plastic, but very animated and alive. So yeah. they, they succeed in the animation for sure. Yeah. And a lot of the textures, not like, not like, CGI computer textures, but like literally the texture like plastic of texture. the bricks, the plastic textures and some of like this little realistic kind of scratches and stuff you see yeah. on them. Like when you get close ups of the characters, that's uh, the detail in that blows my mind, honestly, because it's mm-hmm. like so unneeded, you know, but it probably like kind of subconsciously makes it all feel a lot more like richly defined and stuff like that yeah. when you're watching it. I think so for sure. It's weird because it makes it feel realer, even though you know it's all plastic and you know it's all CG. Right. Right. Like if all of that was not there, it would feel like cheap CG, essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Neat. It was fun. I'm glad we did it. It was a nice, a nice yeah. breezy one, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We knew we were, we were going to do it eventually. And so yeah. in between series is kind of the perfect time to do something like this. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, that's all I have to say about it, uh, but we have plenty of other things to say on our Patreon if you want to hear more from us, because we have tons of bonus content there. Oh, well over 100 episodes of all kinds of bonus content, and uh, all, a lot of it is available right just at $1 a month, mm-hmm. so you can check that out, patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. If you'd like to kind of chat with our community, uh, we encourage you to check out our Discord. We always have a link in our show notes. Uh, you probably can just search it on Discord, or I don't know, maybe you can Google it. I don't know how that works but there's plenty of opportunities to find our discord we're very uh, good at discord <laughs> we're so good at discord you guys um and uh yeah and, and chat with with us or uh, any other listeners there uh but if you'd like to find us individually where can we find you on the internet doug yeah you can find me on twitter at ikibuli i-c-k-y-b-o-o-l-e-y uh, you can also find me on another podcast here on the four-eyed radio network called victory road it's a pokemon podcast where i get together with friends and talk about all sorts of pokemon things just happening in the world and if you like books and video games you can listen to me on a podcast called novel gaming where my friends katie vicky and i get together and catch up on all the media we've been consuming lately what about you derek 
Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my other podcast, Gimmicks, which is a pretty new podcast, and it looks at television, uh, but specifically the high-concept, experimental, structure-breaking gimmick episodes of television with a new guest and a new show every week. You can find that wherever you get your podcast, or you can find its Twitter or Instagram at GimmicksPod. You can also check out our monthly podcast that Doug and I do together, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar film chronologically our episode on finding dory is out now wherever you get your podcasts visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com we have a full archive of both walloping web snappers and falling with style as well as any images or faces of the episode anything we reference is available there also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at walloping web pod and email us wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com i had a lot of lego information from and i'm kind of a lego like novice so if you're someone who's like in the Lego fandom and has like really interesting insights or things that like maybe we got wrong in the in the little bit of research that we did, I would be honestly curious to hear it because I know there's a lot of fascinating history with that. Oh, so yeah. shoot us an email if, uh, if if you're knowledgeable on that and just have things that you wanted to, to say to add to what we said. Oh, yeah. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us on any and all podcast platforms that you use. It really helps other people find our podcast. Next week, we are going to be revisiting a classic episode that we've already covered with another of our revisited episodes with a very special guest. Tune in next week to find out what it is. See you then. See ya. Everything is awesome.